When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've never been this nervous in my life. Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! <laughs> what would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. <laughs> be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound, Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. And for all of you all who tune in uh, to the multiple episodes every single week with uh, new interviews released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday in all of the popular podcast destinations, which includes, of course, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Acast, or wherever you prefer. Uh, I'd like to thank all of you all for checking those out, and especially for those who subscribe to the podcast and uh, occasionally leave us some comments about what you dug about the interview or have some questions or ratings, reviews. Always appreciated. I am Kyle Meredith, and uh, today my guest of Montreal going to be talking with Kevin Barnes, about the new record called Your Fun. It's, as he says, an 80s-inspired record. It is a lot of fun to listen to this one. Pop songs throughout, but not without plenty of layers. In fact, we're going to be talking about a lot of those from the political side, especially when you draw the uh, parallels between uh, what was happening in the 80s in pop culture versus the politics to what's happening now in pop culture versus politics. Kevin will tell you there is a definite line from there to this record, but also about how it's uh, affecting all of us in in the mental health avenue. In fact, even beyond the uh, the generalizations in that market. Kevin Barnes also will tell us about experience in disassociative disorder. It's not anything that I was familiar with beforehand, so we're going to get the story on that as well, how it affects his daily life, but how it also encourages his music. And being a fan of Of Montreal also means a little bit of homework if you want to dig into the songs. Kevin always kind of slides in some really interesting cultural references in various forms of media, whether it's artists, literature, film. So I'm going to ask about how that ties into the biography that he's also writing about in those very same 
same songs. Beyond all of this, he was also producing the uh, latest Locate S1 album at the same time. So we'll hear about how the two projects actually talk to each other, even complement each other. So time to jump into it, discussing the record You're Fun. It's Kyle Meredith with Of Montreal. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I've been so enjoyed listening to the new record, uh, Your Fun. Uh, your Fun? <laughs> I can't uh, pronounce the your too hard on that one, uh, on this one. I mean, it is a really fun record. And as I've read a couple things about it, this one finds you going about it alone instead of like uh, big collaborating. And if that's the case, do you go into a project kind of choosing that or does it sort of start happening naturally? Um, yeah, it's more of a choice. I do have a handful of people that if I could like work it out with their schedules I could incorporate into what I do. But this record, I wanted it to be more personal and I kind of wanted to just take my time with it and not have to like think about anybody else's schedule or anything like that. So that's kind of the reason why I did it by myself. I was going to ask if, if that has anything to do with the type of music you hope to get out of it too. I mean, with certain you know types you'd want to collaborate, but... Uh... There, you know, does the pendulum swing for you? I guess you know, is it ever a reaction to a previous project? Like that was fun. Now I've got to do something on my own. Yeah, usually if there's an experience that felt really good, but just like something I, I don't want to take a break from, then uh, yeah, I would react to it in that way. They were uh, made two records: Lazio, Sylvian Breyer, and, and Ariat Gloom, and parts of the following record innocence reaches with um the same group of people and then after that i kind of wanted to get back into challenging myself to make something by myself and so kind of did that with the last two records you know as i look back at some of those previous albums and projects you, you never seem to shy away from from citing influences or, or, or sounds that you were looking for to get a project started this time i think two of the names that have cropped up especially of cindy lopper and janet jackson and if that's the case do you specifically seek out inspiration to get a record? I mean, some artists enjoy the parameters, like, oh, this time I'm going to make a fun 80s pop record. Yeah, this, the influences seem to kind of organically sprout around me, and I don't really... I mean, I guess it's hard to say, like, if they choose me or if I choose them. You know, it's kind of nebulous, you know, where the sources of inspiration come from. But, yeah, I guess when I start to feel that I'm moving in a certain direction or that I want to move into a certain direction, then I'll sort of seek out reference point. And in this case, it was mid-80s pop music that, for some reason, was speaking to me. Don't think anybody's going to complain about that, too. I mean, it never feels like a bad time. You know, I, I, I was talking with someone the other day about uh, about the 80s, and you, you hear about, oh, the 90s have come back around, and the 70s have come back around. But I, I never hear that line so much about the 80s because it doesn't feel like in some ways it ever leaves us. Like, we're always sort of, like, connected in there somehow. Yeah, I think the, the 70s definitely feel—I mean, the 80s can feel— like this anachronistic time period that we can't identify with. But I think that there are a lot of aspects of 80s culture that, like you said, have just sort of followed us into current day. And I mean, especially I feel like the Republican Party is responsible for that in a lot of ways, because I mean, and that's the weird thing about like the mid 80s, you know, it's like you're into your second Reagan term. And, you know, in a lot of ways, conservative America is as strong and influential as it had ever been and maybe will ever be. And so there's you know, going to be a sort of reaction to that and a rebellion against that. And I kind of feel like with the Trump era that even like in a more like intense way, it sort of or it's, it kind of mirrors that time period in a lot of ways. And that, I guess, pops up a lot within this record as well, especially, you know, in, in that first single with Peace to All Freaks. In the comparison with the 80s, I think the nice part is, 
to to quote that term from you, uh, the freaks, we, we get to be louder than ever, uh, probably thanks to social media and the Internet and everything. But also so is the opposition. And, and maybe that's what you mean by it's more intense. Well, I think there's a <laughs> I think we all know what you mean by more intense and everything. But <laughs> but uh, but that's that's encouraging to me. I don't know. Is the same to you? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's kind of funny, like when you go to other countries that have less hatred and less toxicity in their cultures, that everyone seems like really chill and and healthy. But there's like a madness that you miss. Like there, there's something in the United States, even though it's like a pretty volatile brew, it's like it is inspiring in this weird way. You know, just everyone living very loudly and everyone, you know, sort of screaming to have their voice heard. It's kind of, I think there's a reason why so much great art, so much great music and filmmaking and novel writing happens in the United States because it is a really fucked up place to live. <laughs> and uh, and apparently to die in, and you know, with possible tongue-in-cheek or irony in play. How does Don't Let Me Die in America possibly play into what you're saying? There's like a whole side to you know American life, American culture that is extremely upsetting for somebody that is sort of more on the pacifist side of things and in the includes you know wanting to include everybody and not necessarily include toxic people but you know include the sort of marginalized people more into society and and sort of prop people up and you know power to the people sort of having that sort of agenda you know it's kind of difficult sometimes when you feel like like how is tucker carlson still allowed to open his mouth and right. how is mitch mcconnell still in a position of power and you know how are all these like just really moronic people allowed to have influence over my life and other people's lives and so yeah it's just kind of a reaction to that you know it's like god don't let me die here these people these horrible people but then at the same time there's also just like incredible people you know there's laurie anderson there's angela davis there's you know there's so many people that are inspiring that have that have inspired me that are american so in any way hate the country just out of hand there's just like parts of it aspects of it that i really hate and find really toxic as someone uh existing in kentucky uh from kentucky um i cannot throw the apologies out not that i had anything to do with mitch mcconnell <laughs> but we're trying our best to, you know yeah i know man i'm <laughs> from georgia so it's like not much better <laughs> i did like how you uh uh, it was probably on Twitter or something. Uh, you threw out some apologies to the cities that you meant no harm. Or you meant nothing personal, anyway, to uh, to the actual cities mentioned uh, in that song. Oh yeah, totally. Because I mean, you know, I'm from a small, from like Rocky River, Ohio, which is a, a suburb of Cleveland, and so I've, I'm not like I've never like really lived in like a major metropolitan city, you know. So I I have no claim. I like can't like say that I'm actually from anywhere cooler. I'm from the Jacksonville's. I'm from the Cincinnati's. I'm from those worlds. So that's how I know them so intimately. And you know, it's kind of like might feel like a cheap shot, but that's kind of I'm sure everybody who lives in is would identify with that. You know, right? Well, with all of this kind of inundating it us it does seem like well thanks to more voices being heard but but also the of, of a shared experience is we're all dealing with various uh, signs of mental health uh, every day uh, that that also seems to play a big part in here whether it's in titles like deliberate self-harm haha or in the lyrics and and i guess that's the point I, i'm trying to make is finally it does seem like that's a bigger part of the conversation uh, which is really great news. And how did you approach that part of the record? And was there any agenda? Uh, no, it's just a reflective state of mind in my personal life. And, you know, 
the stuff I write is very autobiographical and universal or or write something that people can identify with. It's more just me expressing what I'm going through and, and using music as a form of therapy to sort of work my way through things. But yeah, I mean, it's funny because you're fun and there is definitely a lot of positivity and, and buoyancy to it. But then there's also kind of the other side of the coin with, with kind of the second half of the record, it gets a bit darker. You, you mentioned that, you know, part of that being experiencing uh, disassociative disorder, which isn't anything that I, I knew anything about. And uh, could you shed some light on what that is? It's a pretty vague concept. I'm sure a lot of people would have different experiences, but I think the one thing that maybe would tie them all together is this sense of unreality and just this feeling that either you're in a simulated reality or you're on some sort of psychedelic trip or you're in some dream world. And it's just sort of this uh, detachment from what other people or what you've been sort of trained to believe is reality. And I wonder, I mean, I feel like more and more people are experiencing it. And I think that one of the reasons would be, um, I mean, you can't really blame it on the internet because people have obviously had dissociative feelings for centuries, but uh, I think like the internet kind of maybe heightens it and exaggerates it a bit in people's minds because you're sort of always being drawn into this other reality where you're absorbing so much pain and so much information that would never be in your physical world. So I feel like it's hard for your mind to really process it all and compartmentalize it all and put it into a place that makes any sense. And so I think it kind of makes me at least like kind of go haywire. Is that something that affects like your daily life, like daily existence? Um, it has. I'm on, I'm on antidepressants that have helped that a lot. So when I was not on the meds, I was kind of shooting around all over the place and it was hard to to feel normal feel good you know feeling any sort of equanimity so i'm definitely in a better place now so it hasn't really affected me it hasn't like it's not crippling or anything like that well not to make light of the situation at all but i think given what we have to deal with every day in the news uh, it might be helpful to uh <laughs> to go through some kind of dream state to get through it. I mean, we're, I think we're all looking for some kind of escape is what I'm getting to. Yeah, I mean, I guess the thing about it is not really like escapism. It's not like a healthy form. It's more because mm-hmm. it's upsetting. It's an upsetting feeling, you know, and it, so it's kind of like maybe connected to like a, an acute anxiety disorder or something like that. But um, as far as escapism is concerned, that's like where music comes into play. That's where the creative process comes into play for me. And that's really the most um, therapeutic exercise that I have is when I go into the studio or when I'm working on a song or I'm working on some video art or whatever it is. And one of the most fun things about being, you know, a fan of what you do and of, of Montreal is, is sort of the, uh, I don't know if Easter egg hunting is, is the right word, but you put a lot of references in here. And most of the time I am not aware of what those references are until somebody points it out. And then I get to go discover something that you're talking about. And the, the question is, you know, the art of mixing cultural references with your own biography. Like, is there a challenge there? Because a lot of the times you are talking about things that you're going through, but you're using these, you know, these pieces of art that aren't, you know, we're, we're not, uh, most of us aren't aware of, you know, right off the bat and, and making it work for your own life. Yeah, well, I guess a lot of times if there's a reference to something in art, music, cinema, or whatever cultural reference, that it's something that I've just discovered myself. And so that's like the part of my writing that is almost like journal entry writing and that it's like, oh, I discovered this new dancer today or I discovered this new performance artist or I discovered this new author, you know, whatever it might be. And so 
the music or the lyrics are very deeply connected to my personal experiences and and often the albums themselves are like diaries from a certain period of my life and just on the side note too along with your fun we we sort of almost get like two at one here because uh you produce the new locate s1 album right correct which you know uh, is a bit uh uh i mean it's it's all in-house is what i guess i'm trying to say uh, this is your partner here was that all done at the same time where were, were, was there a sort of separation that went on with that um no i mean there was a bit of separation she was working on the songs we were working on the songs around the same time period and um we recorded some of the songs at the same time that I was working on Year Fun and then once I finished Year Fun that uh, we sort of dove headfirst into finishing her record Personalia so yeah in a lot of ways they're they're deeply connected they're sort of like sister records in my mind and it was kind of like the same energy the same spirit I feel like was flowing between both of them I do love the moment on, on of course, uh, your fun. You know, she pops up on uh, uh, Gypsy That Remains, uh, which, again, uh, I, I do feel like some definite 80s hooks happening in there. But that's that's a really fun song to hear, too. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that one was very ABBA-inspired. I love finding all of that. Oh, cool, man. I can't compliment you on this new record enough. Uh, your fun is so much fun to listen to. And, and then dig deep and, and find out that, you know, even when the subjects aren't fun, it, it's a full experience is what it ends up being. So uh, thank you for the music on this. And, and thank you for taking the time today to talk, too. Yeah, man. Thank you. It's been fun. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Uh, we will see you around. Perfect. Right. See you later. Have a good day. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye. My thanks to Kevin Barnes of Montreal. The new record is called Your Fun. Also, thanks to you for checking out this uh, episode. Again, hopefully uh, you subscribe to the series so you can keep up to date on all the interviews that we put out. Uh, a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists if you're into that type of thing. Just head to uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Acast, Stitcher, wherever you get your uh, podcasts from. Type in Kyle Meredith with and hit subscribe. We'll take care of the rest from there. After that, head to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. An hour full of uh, song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews, too. Again, that's WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound has your music and film news. You can find me on any social media platform at Kyle Meredith. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. I'm Lior Phillips, host of This Must Be The Gig. We're a weekly podcast that documents everything about the world of live music. Speaking with choreographers, costume and set designers, the people who run beloved venues and festivals, and, of course, speaking with musicians about that one gig that changed their lives. Get your peek behind the curtain at consequenceofsound.net, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.